Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Good morning and welcome to the Kern County Real Estate Review on 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're proud to bring you the most trusted real estate advice and insights with the one and only Lori McCarty. As Kern County's most listened to realtor, Lori McCarty has been successfully selling real estate for over three decades, helping over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. With her vast experience and knowledge, Lori is consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide. But Lori doesn't work alone. She heads up the McCarty Group, a team of dedicated professionals who are well known for their knowledge, professionalism, and unwavering commitment to their clients. Whether you're buying or selling, the McCarty Group is your partner for a smooth and stress-free experience. As one of the most successful real estate teams in Kern County, the McCarty Group has helped countless families achieve their real estate goals. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, you can trust the McCarty Group to provide you with expert guidance and personalized attention every step of the way. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, look no further than the McCarty Group. With their unparalleled knowledge and expertise, they can help you get the most value for your investment. To learn more, visit them online at themccartygroup.com or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653 to speak with one of their team members today. And a good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? Um, getting ready for my sister's big pool birthday party. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah, so we're excited. Uh, shout out to everybody over at Valley Achievement Center where she goes. And I know some of her friends are coming over, so I'll be lifeguard slash having fun too. Very cool. <laughs> would you want to come over? I would love to. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you there. It starts this afternoon. All right. <laughs> and it'll be warm enough too. Oh my goodness. No kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, this weekend is going to be a scorcher, isn't oh, it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to try, try to stay cool, but what else are you up to this weekend so well, far? You know, gosh, with it being as hot as it is, I've been drinking so much water. I'm starting to think I might float away. <laughs> um, you know, but this this weather isn't the only thing that's uh, been hot, you know. The real estate market is just as intense, uh, if not more so. Mm. Um, you know, with school out for the summer, it's been a really popular time for um, families to buy, to sell, and to move. Um, everybody seems to be looking to get settled before the new school year starts. And frankly, that's been keeping myself and my team incredibly busy. Um, we've been meeting with sellers. We've been helping people prepare their homes for listing. Uh, in between appointments, we've been fielding calls and answering questions from potential buyers and other agents. You know, it's always exciting to see the interest in the properties that we list. And let's not forget about the paperwork. Oh, gosh. There's always mountains of paperwork, but you know, it's all part of the process and frankly, it's worth it when you see a deal come together. Um, but 
It hasn't been all work. I've been able to manage to squeeze in a little bit of time to dip in the pool um, this uh, week. Um, you know, you got to try to find some ways to stay cool in this heat, right? Absolutely. And now I'll be able to dip in your pool, so <laughs> it's all going to be good. Great. Um, so all in all, this week has been busy but productive, and I think that, you know, that's going to be the same for the weekend. Um, real estate, unfortunately, doesn't wait for anyone, not even the sun. Right? <laughs> hey, it's a good thing that it's busy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want it any other way. All right. Now, I do see we have a guest in the studio today. Who are we talking to and what's the topic? Well, this morning, we are going to be visiting with Carolyn Braun of First American NHD to chat about natural hazard disclosure reports. You know, whether you're a buyer or a seller, a fellow realtor, or simply someone with a keen interest in real estate, this is going to be a conversation that's packed with valuable insights that you don't want to miss. But before we bring Carolyn Braun to the mic, let's chat about some other real estate news. So there has been a significant development in the California property insurance market. Farmers Insurance, a major player in the industry, has recently announced that it is going to limit the insurance of new home policies in California this summer. Of course, this news comes on the heels of similar announcements from State Farm and Allstate, two other key players in the market. Now, Farmers Insurance, headquartered in Woodland Hills, has filed with the California Department of Insurance to cap new policies for homeowners coverage. Starting July 3rd, the company decided to limit its coverage to around 7,000 new homeowners policies a month in California. Now, this is a significant move considering that Farmers controls 14.5% of the state's homeowners insurance market, ranking second only to State Farm, which holds 20.6% of the market share. Now, the company cites record-breaking inflation, severe weather events, and escalating reconstruction costs as the reason for this decision. You know, it's a balancing act, they say, between serving their customers and effectively managing their business. Now, this isn't just a California phenomenon either. Farmers has also scaled back its policies in Florida which is another state that's known for its challenging insurance landscape. So in response to these developments, a property insurance trade group has suggested that California needs to revise its insurance regulations. The goal would be to create an environment where insurers would have to limit new policies or withdraw from the market. David Sampson of the American Property Casualty Insurance Association stated that insurers are struggling to secure an adequate rate and manage their risk exposure, which is forcing them to retreat from one of the nation's most important markets. All right, so it's time for us to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll begin our chat with our guest, Carol Limbron from First American NHD, who will share a wealth of knowledge with all of you about natural hazard zone disclosure reports 
and their importance in a real estate transaction. We'll be right back, so don't touch that dial. Be sure and stay tuned because we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors on 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Consistently ranked in the top 10 agents in North America for Coldwell Banker and on the Wall Street Journal's top 100 agents, she is truly an expert in her field. The desire of the McCarty Group is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Sebastian Gorka here with a hot real estate tip for you. Stay on top of the hottest trends every weekend when you tune in to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Laurie McCarty. Saturdays at 11 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. on KNZR. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. So today we have the pleasure of visiting with Carolyn Braun of First American Natural Hazard Disclosures. Carolyn, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and for joining us here on the Kern County Real Estate Review. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you. Yeah, well, I um, grew up in the Santa Clarita Valley. I have four kids, and I provide um, natural hazard disclosure reports um, for real estate agents and escrow. I've been doing this for 24 years. Um, I really don't like earthquakes, and I can't believe I'm actually disclosing them. But... um, (laughs) Here I am back today. So um, I just love the job and uh, love working with the agents. Great. So, Carolyn, I want all of our listeners today to walk away having some knowledge about natural hazard disclosures. I thought, who better than you to help explain them? So can you tell everyone who's listening Um, Give them a brief overview of what a natural hazard disclosure report is exactly. Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We call it an NHD report for short. Okay. But it originally started out as a natural hazard disclosure report. The state of California just wanted to disclose the six natural hazard zones to potential buyers when they're making a purchase of a uh, resale property. Um, And the report has grown from those six natural hazard zones to so much more. 
And um, it is a requirement by law, so it, it is required for the seller to provide this to the buyer so they can make an informed decision if the property is right for them. Okay. So in California, as you mentioned, the law requires disclosure when properties for sale lie within those specific state or local hazard areas. Can you tell everyone what those six areas for disclosure are? Yeah, we have two flood zones. So you have the um, FEMA flood zone and an area of potential flooding. Um, You have the two fire zones, the wildland fire zone and a high fire severity zone, which happens to be the hot topic right now in California. Mm -hmm. You then have the earthquake um, zones and seismic zones, which includes landslide and liquefaction. Um, In the flood zones, under the area of potential flooding, this one a lot of people aren't real aware of, and it has to do with um, a potential dam within um, a certain distance of any homes. And in the event of, say, like an earthquake, and that dam happens to be a field at peak capacity, where is that water going to flow to? And that's where um, we map that out, and the flow of that water would go through a particular area. Yeah, like so, Bakersfield, so for, for me, I kind of think of it as a, an area where just if if there are um, excessive rain, right? That's the FEMA flood area, right? And then, that's correct. Um, I, I call the other one a a flood inundation zone, or a so. right, so that like if the dam breaks, like the dam up at Lake Isabella, if it breaks. Yeah. Um, pretty much all of us here in Bakersfield are going to be underwater, right? Um, that is true. Okay. So, <laughs> and, yes, it's the inundation zone or an area of potential flooding. The difference between the flooding, the flood zone, and an area is when you're in a flood zone, the lender, there's a high chance that the lender is going to require flood insurance if you sit in flood zone A as in Apple or B as in Victor. In Bakersfield's case, um, if you're sitting in a flood zone, that would be area A. And it's important to um, know this because it's going to require more than likely flood insurance. And then that's going to be an extra cost to um, the potential buyer. Okay. Now, can you explain to us the process of determining whether a home is located within these natural hazard zones? I mean, where does First American find this information? Well, for example, for flood zones, we um, use the FEMA map. Okay. So we get direct, directly from FEMA um, to get that information. And for the fire zones, we use the official CAL FIRE map um, to make those determinations. Okay. So there is a database out there, and um, that's where we kind of pull our information in. And then First American kind of takes a, another step where we use a, another layer, overlaying of maps. So when those determinations come out in the report, you're, we know that you're within just inches of that particular zone and rather than think of Google Maps. Um, and you put an address in, it says you have arrived, but maybe you're a block down the street. Um, we, we use more, um, like I said, an overlaying of maps that kind of really brings that in to make sure that you are in the flood zone or not. 
we don't want you to put you in a flood zone if you're not. Right. Right. I don't want you to put me in a flood zone if I'm not, because I don't want to pay that extra money. I don't want to either. Right. Um, So now I know the NHD reports from First American can include additional areas um, of uh, disclosure. So what are some of those areas beyond those six um, hazard areas? Um, We also make determinations on um, the transmission pipeline. For example, in the Bakersfield area, it's PG&E. So we will disclose if a property is within 2,000 feet of the transmission pipeline. Um, And we will do underground storage tank, um, maybe some landfill sites. Uh, We have a tax report in that report now. Um, giving a clear explanation of the property taxes and, and what they're being paid for and who you want to contact. And in that tax report, we talk about Melrose and um, how long that bond will stay on the property for. So these are all really important when it comes for the buyer making these decisions because maybe some buyers aren't looking for properties with Melrose or mm-hmm. maybe a transition transmission pipeline freaks them out a little bit, or maybe they don't want to be in a fire zone. So um, we also disclose on mining activity and um, farmland activity. So there's lots of different things in the NHD now um, than there was 24 years ago when this became required by law. So basically lawsuits. So is this your attempt to help um, buyers get all kinds of information? Yeah, I think property? it's important for the buyers um, to take a look at the report so then they can decide, hey, if this is the property I want to be on. Maybe I've seen in the past where buyers are like, absolutely, I do not want to live in um, a track of homes that has melody. Some don't really care. Um, some don't want to be in a flood zone. Others don't care. Um, maybe some, you know, have issues with um, a landslide area or a landfill being too close to the house. So that's what, you know, when the buyers take a look at the report, then they can, you know, decide, hey, this is, you know, I like this or I don't like this or this freaks me out. And, even if it does freak them out a little bit, that's where I kind of come in. Mm-hmm. Um, being a part of uh, your team, you know, your job is selling the real estate. My job is to figure out these natural hazards for your clients and um, just kind of sit back and explain the situation to them a little bit and, and then have them make that decision. But shouldn't these things also be disclosed by the seller? It is disclosed by the seller. That's the seller's responsibility um, with this particular law is that they're required by law to disclose this to any potential buyers. Mm -hmm. And then the buyer then makes their decision whether or not they want to move forward. Um, But it is a requirement for the seller to disclose um, these items in an NHD report. And so this just puts um, all of that information like in one place for the buyers. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, then are you thinking that the buyers can utilize the natural hazard disclosure report to then make some informed decisions about whether they should proceed? Yeah. I mean, 
for example, maybe you have a buyer who's looking at a home and that there's some melodies on the property, but we'll let you know when that melodies is going to expire. So if this property bond expires in, say, 2025, well, this is a benefit to the buyers. Like, you're, you don't have this Melrose bond on your tax On your tax bill, name. right, for, for more you. than two more years, right? Yeah. And so um, that, that it's going to expire in two years, that's a benefit to the buyer. Okay. And, hey, you know what? I can do this for two years. If okay. that happens to be an issue for them. Um, right, because when you're looking just at the tax bill – it doesn't necessarily tell you that it only goes for two more years. It just tells you what the amount is, right? That's correct. That's Whereas, correct. And that's one of the benefits of our report. It's very detailed. It's going to say, this is what it's paying for. This is who's getting the money. Um, this is when it started. This is when it's going to end. Here's the current levy for the year. I mean, it's very detailed, and that's one of the benefits of the NHD report and having that tax report in there to the buyer. Well, I think it's great that you have decided to include those sorts of things beyond the, you know, just the six um, natural hazard zones, Um, because I think it is critical for buyers to have as much information as possible to be able to um, see um, things like that, because, yes, you're right knowing that that mellow ruse might expire next year or the year after is a big difference as opposed to thinking that it's going to go on in perpetuity, right? Exactly. So I think it's apparent um, how NHD reports can benefit buyers, but how do you think that they benefit sellers too? Well, it protects the seller. Um, because this is required by law that they disclose, um, for example, the flood, fire zones, flood zones, earthquake zones. So let's just say um, they're sitting in a flood zone, and all this, or they're not sitting in a flood zone, and maybe all of a sudden the buyer comes back and their house is all flooded out because of some, you know, hundred-year rainstorm that showed up, like this year maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're right. It's going to, um, if they have that NHD report in hand and we said, hey, you're not in a flood zone and now they're being flooded, they can't come back to the seller and try to sue them because clearly, it's, you know, our report says that they're not in the flood zone. Mm-hmm. So the agent's protected, the broker's protected, the seller's protected. And um, that's really the purpose of the benefit of the seller is that by them choosing to use a third-party company like our company, First American, that we're taking on that liability. So if we make a mistake, that falls on us, and then we're going to pick that up with the seller. So that protects the agent as well. Right, because – and what I like about it as well is that – in their infinite wisdom, you know, the legislature decided that um, <clears throat> sellers needed to disclose these zones. But as I understand it, <clears throat> the seismic hazard zone map has not been released yet, right? Um, there are maps 
still out there that have yet to be released. Yeah. So in that case, um, we do make a note on our report on the second page um, or the statutory form saying map not released. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we they are still mapping out the state of California. So there's going to be some zones that are not mapped out yet. But when it comes to flood zones and fire zones, those have all been mapped out. Right. And those actually change. So um, what causes them to you know, change, every Carolyn? In a, a Do you know? Zone, so. oh, I'm sorry, I was speaking over you, but what causes oh. them to change? Do you know? Um, they just just need to get updated. Every you know, FEMA decides that you know we need to move these properties into a flood zone. Probably the best example to uh, answer this question is the fire zones. So okay. those maps were last updated in 2008. And since 2008, um, all the building codes were changed in 2010. And we've experienced mega fires, which is anytime there's um, acreage that over 100,000 acres are burning, that's called a mega fire. Okay. And they've also determined that, gosh, you know, the wind conditions have changed. We now know after all these years that these little embers can travel not just one mile, but maybe two miles. Mm -hmm. And with, and so they've really done a lot of mapping of wind and all that, that affects fires. So now they're in the process of updating fire maps. So a lot um, of properties will be moving into the fire zone, Mm -hmm. but um, so that's just constantly changing. Um, the one zone that doesn't change is the dam inundation zone, so those don't get updated. But um, flood maps get updated, fire maps get updated, earthquake zones get updated because obviously California and our ground is constantly moving, and we find new earthquakes, you know, daily even. So little little baby ones. Yeah, <laughs> little baby earthquake. Okay. Yeah, baby ones. Yeah, that no one feels. Cool. Well, Carolyn, that was a great introduction and I think a lot of helpful information. Um, If you don't mind, let's take a quick break. And when we return, I want to ask you some questions that are specific to our county, as well as questions that my fellow realtors might be wanting the answer to. So we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on knzr.com. We'll be right back. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. The times we're living in are unparalleled. 
and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Listening to KNZR 97.7 FM and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning we're talking with Carolyn Braun of First American NHD. So in Kern County, California, what are some of the most common natural hazards, Carolyn, that buyers and sellers should be aware of? In Kern County, I would say it would be um, flood zones and the damnization zones. Okay. And would be the, probably the biggest one. All right. So are there any areas within Kern County, any specific areas, um, that are more prone to those natural hazards? Um, I believe as far as the dam innovation zone, um, when you think of downtown Bakersfield, um, if something were to happen with that particular dam, um, that path of water is going straight through downtown uh, Bakersfield and headed to by freeway. Okay. So um, that would be probably the biggest concern. Um, and there is an, an actual fault line that runs under that dam. Yep. But, um, and I know that it was on a high priority list, and I, I believe that that's been fixed in the last few years. Okay. Um, All right. Um, so that would be my biggest, probably the dam inundation zones in, ba- in downtown Bakersfield. And that's one that, you know, people don't often think about, right? Um, I at least from my perspective, when I'm sitting with sellers um, and they look at those natural hazard zone disclosure reports, they're like, what? I'm in an area of potential flooding? Yes, if the dam at Lake Isabella breaks, you know, you could be in an area of potential flooding. Oh, hadn't even thought about that because 
they feel like they are far removed. Now, this year, with some of the road issues um, there along 178 uh, through the canyon, um, I think that's brought it a little bit more to the forefront of people's minds with all the heavy rains that we've had and then the snow melt and how fast the current is running. Um, I think people are a little more cognizant of it. Um, but over the past however many years that I've been here, that's always been an issue um, for folks. How long did you say that natural hazard disclosure has been an issue, has been a requirement? 24 years? About 24 years, 2001, I believe. 2000. Okay. okay. No, I'm sorry, 1998. Okay. Sorry. All right. Perfect. So that's uh, what it was required on the statutory form. It was required prior to that um, where an agent would have to go down to the city or the county and look into the fire maps or the flood maps and fill out, help, fill, fill, or fill out the forms. But now, since 1998, and that it's required on an actual statutory form, that's where the NHD companies have come in and um, the agent uses third-party vendors to um, get this information now. Okay. Now, I would have also thought that in recent years, um, uh, fire would have been um, another uh, hot topic um, here in Kern County, particularly up in um, Caliente, Bear Valley, um, and then on up in the Lake Isabella, um, Wolford Heights, those areas. Do you not experience a lot of that in terms of natural hazards? Yes. Um, in those particular areas, um, there are a substantial amount of properties that sit in these high fire zones. And because of um, all the recent mega fires that we've experienced over the past 10, 15 years, um, it's just become more of a, a hot topic. And now there's new disclosures for the seller um, mm -hmm. to provide to buyer regarding any property sitting in a high or in a very high fire zone. And um, then making sure that their house has defensible space around it and home hardening has become a big issue as well. And uh, I think no one's really thought of this until, you know, all of a sudden we're having to disclose it. Right. And it's, um, yeah, it's really become a, a quite a, a topic. And... Mm -hmm. As we move forward, it will get easier for um, the seller to make these disclosures and understand it a little bit more. And it is, it's a good thing. I am, at first, the defensible space, I'm like, ah, but it is a very good thing. You know, it's going to save a lot of homes. Right. So. And I think it's also become a very hot topic as we have, um, as I talked about earlier in the show, um, as we have insurance companies pulling back from the California market um, due to um, the um, sort of the losses that they have experienced um, from um, fire damage. The fire. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I have, I see properties falling out of escrow, my always my number one question is, well, what happened? And I have to say lately, it's the fact that they can't get fire insurance or the insurance is too expensive. Right. Um, so that's so important when um, 
clients are looking at potential homes, maybe probably one of the first things they should do is call their insurance agent and go, hey, can I get insurance? Or what is it going to cost? Because in the past, it was never usually an issue. It's like, oh, we have homeowner's insurance. Great. But now um, it's, it's like doubling. Yeah. I mean, people are getting their policies and it's like doubled. And I don't see it getting any better. Right. So I just think it's so important for the buyer and for the seller to make, you know, hey, we're sitting in a fire zone. Yep. Just FYI. Right. And Mr. Buyer, make sure, you, you know, you look into fire insurance. Well, and for those of you out there who are in escrow, don't fret. There are still yeah. options for insurance. So don't let our conversation, you know, dissuade you. There there are still options, so don't panic. Um, oh, no, there's definitely plenty of options. Yeah. So, so Carolyn... taking a little bit longer. Right. <laughs> Have you come across any unique or unusual natural hazards that are specific to Kern County? that most people might not be aware of? Um, no, no, not really. Okay. I mean, Kern County, like I said, we've got the, the damnations, the flood zones. We have some fire zones. We have a lot of oil well proximity. Um, well, that might be something that you don't find across the rest of the state, huh? Oil well proximity. No, you, <laughs> this is true. Bakersfield kind of lights it up. So um, we do make that disclosure. We'll let you know if the property sits within a quarter of a mile of any oil wells. Um, And in our report, we let you know, hey, if they're active or if they're plugged or, you know, what the status of them are, which is really nice because once they do hit the databases, they're not, you can't take them out of the database. Mm -hmm. So knowing that when you're reading the NHD report, hey, is this an active well or is this a closed or plugged well? Okay. Um, So now I want to shift a little bit to chatting about how the NHD report or Natural Hazard Disclosure Report is going to impact the real estate transaction for the buyers, the sellers, and the realtors. Um, So in your experience, what do you think the most important factors for buyers and sellers are to consider when they are evaluating the natural hazards in a real estate transaction? I would say making just number one would be flood zones, fire zones, and tax information, Melagroups. Okay. Probably the biggest thing because those things are going to change the outcome of what they have for monthly output. Um, they're going to require flood insurance. They're going to require fire insurance. Maybe they're looking at particular tax bill, but now there's Melagroups, which could add a couple hundred dollars a month right. um, sometimes, depending on what particular track you're in. So those things are uh, important things that do change the outcome. And I stress to all real estate agents to order this report right when you take a listing because it's literally it's free information for yeah. everybody. So. Well, it is. I know when I am taking a listing, I try to order the NHD report up front so that I am aware of anything special that the seller is going to need to disclose in the transaction, right? Um, Yeah, Lori, you and your team are really, really good about, um, and Global Banker in general, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Your office is very good about ordering the NHD up front. 
We try. And everyone else knowing what's going on with it. Well, we think that, you know, the more information we have up front, the better off everybody is. Um, So in your case, I mean, like if you have a potential buyer call up and they're asking you about flood zones or fire zones or melorades, those things, you have that information at your fingertips and it just makes you look more like the expert out there. So absolutely. Um, so, um, can you provide some tips for realtors on how to best effectively educate their clients about the natural hazard disclosure reports? I, I would refer them to our website. Um, under, under the education, we have a lot of great short four to five minute training videos like what is an NHD report, what does it mean for fire zones, what is seismic activity, what's the difference between city and county level disclosures. It's our geologists that we've had on staff for over 35 years um, just doing these short little blurbs. And it's just really just great information. Um, as an agent to just review, you can send it off to your clients, you can send it out to your sphere. Um, just giving them a little tip on, you know, fire zones or flood zones, inundation zones, if we're having a lot of rain going on. Um, so the website under education and resources is not a great, a lot of good information for uh, real estate agents. And tell our listeners what that website is. It's uh, www.fa. NHD. Okay, perfect. Um, and to help people better understand um, the importance of a natural hazard disclosure report, can you give us an example of how uh, a report might have influenced a real estate transaction? Yeah, we had one just. Um Last week, a client called me up. Um, potential buyer was looking at a property, and there was a transmission pipeline um, directly under the house. And so, from looking at the NHD reports, they're you know a little freaked out about it. So they called me, and we took another look at it, and determined that that particular pipeline hadn't been used in years, and it wasn't an active pipeline. So that calms that particular buyer down well, that's as great. far as their fears. That's... And uh, it all worked out great. Um, oh. We've also had situations where a property might sit on the border of like an earthquake fault zone. Mm-hmm. And once they understand the fault trace versus the fault lines and the zoning, that, you know, there's no potential danger there for them. So it's just educating them. And that's what we're here for. Um, that's why you're the expert at what you do, and you have such a great team of experts in your in your sphere. So, that well, you can just and that's why you are the expert that. at what you do, which is wonderful. Um, now, I want to shift a little bit to, um, if you don't mind, to the NHD industry in general. Um, so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that the California natural hazard disclosure industry 
still remains unregulated by the government and that because of that, there can be misinformation. Uh, is that correct? Yes. It's, unfortunately, it is. We are unregulated. I call it the wild, wild west. <laughs> um, and pretty much anyone can open up an NHD company. And the thing is, is once you get into a market where things shift and those NHD companies dissolve, there is no E&O left. So there's no recourse because it's not like when is the next earth, if the next earthquake is coming right. or the next fire or the next flood. I mean, we live in California. That's why we live here for this beautiful weather, but we have these issues too. Right. So um, using a reputable company is really, really important. Someone who's been around for as many years as we have, for example. And some of these... Um, fly-by-night companies or little ones that pop up, well, they're not using the official house fire map, and they're using another source of map. And so the typical public buyers and sellers, they don't understand that. So um, they're just thinking, hey, I'm going to save myself, you know, $20 if I go with this company. But you just have to be really, really careful because, you want to make sure you're using someone who's going to stand by their product that's been in the industry. And First American, we obviously we own a lot of our own data. Um, we are the only company to own our own tax data department. So we don't have to outsource to these third-party companies um, well, like so many of these other little companies do. And that's where you kind of get into an issue of outsourcing to third parties and who, who do you call Okay, so so aside from making sure that um, that that the company has been in business for a long time, um, and that um, that that they get their data from a reputable um, source, or maybe that they own their own data. How can both buyers and sellers be sure that the report they receive um, is accurate? That they're ordering yeah. it from a good, quote unquote, home um, natural hazard disclosure company? Um, I would think that would probably come from the agent, someone like yourself, the okay. um, Coldwell Banker. Um, we've We've worked with Coldwell Banker for as long as I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys have been one of our long-term clients. And Coldwell Banker knows that we stand behind our product, that if there is an issue, we're going to step up and take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could always, you know, Google some of the NHC companies and see how long they've actually been in business for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been providing disclosures for over 45 years before they were even fired by law. Okay. Statutory form. So. All right. So let's say that somebody doesn't do their due diligence. Um, let's say they order, a seller orders a, an NHD report from a company that provides a less complete natural hazard disclosure. Mm-hmm. And this company leaves out some pertinent information. How could this be a problem for the sellers? Wow. Uh, a great question, and I have a perfect example. We have a there was a home out in the Orange County area 
where um, the NHD was ordered, and they countered out First American, and they said, no, I'm going to save 15 bucks, and I'm going to go with this company. Mm-hmm. And so they went with another company, which is fine, but uh, when that new homeowner moved in and said, I want to extend my driveway, they went to the city to get the building permits, and what was under their driveway? Transmission pipeline. So they were not allowed to extend their driveway. So oh. then they came back and said, why wasn't this disclosed to me? Well, because it wasn't in that company's report. So there's a lawsuit, and that $15, $20 that they were trying to save their client cost over $200,000. Holy cow. So it's, it's, um, it happens, and I can't stress it enough. Not worth the five to fifteen dollars savings. No, it's not. You want to make sure that you're getting full disclosure because in any court, the judge will say, "Hey, was the information out there to be disclosed, mm-hmm. and then why didn't you disclose it?" Right. So, as we talk about saving five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, what is the cost for a First American Natural Hazard Disclosure Report? Ninety nine dollars. I think it's the cheapest part of the whole transaction. Wow. So $99 and you disclose all of that? Yes, $99. I need a lot of, I need to get lots of NHD reports every month. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. So I have one last question for you. Are there any common misconceptions or any myths? regarding natural hazard disclosure reports that you'd like to address? Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I, I can talk about questions that I get, like, do we disclose ancient burial grounds, <laughs> Indian burial grounds? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> so I do, you know, what if there's, you know, a cemetery in proximity? We actually do disclose that there's um, a cemetery within proximity of a home. Okay. So a lot of people don't think about those things, but we actually do disclose those. Um, so I get all kinds of um, questions. Electric power lines. Um, power lines are not disclosed. Okay. Um, not yet, unless there's a lawsuit. But as of right now, we do not disclose the power lines. Would it be okay. fair to say that... Um, as new lawsuits occur for disclosure items, that we might start seeing those in disclosure reports. Yes, absolutely. And you know, um, you know, PG&E had that explosion of their pipelines in San Bruno um, years ago, and because of that, um, it's now a requirement on the buyer to do their due diligence and. Make sure that, you know, hey, are there any transmission pipelines? Right. Um, First American actually makes that disclosure for you, mm-hmm. so they don't have to worry about it. But that's an example. Farmland activity is an example. Right. There was a lawsuit um, because there was farmland activity and with the right wind conditions on a particular day, you know, maybe you're getting the smell of a pig farm, and this wasn't disclosed to the new homeowner, and so now they're suing. Right. Um, so those things, yeah, there's how these things end up in the NHD report. Right. So. 
Well, I'm sure Adelaide has a question <laughs> or two. Well, this kind of falls under the misconceptions. I'm just wondering if there's things that are natural hazards in someone's mind. Like, I'm thinking, like, could uh, termites be something that's, like, prone to a neighborhood or an area or mold? Or, or are those things just never going to be in that natural hazard disclosure? Or could they be? No, termites will never be in the NHD report um, because termites is its own separate thing, companies that, you know, and business, but no more than, like, you know, mice and lizards going across, you know, your yard. <laughs> spiders? <You> know? No. <laughs> Seen a few spiders, of those already, we don't yes. Disclose, we don't disclose spiders, um, huh? yeah, or wild wildlife or anything like that. Um, so, no, it's going to be things like, um, I could see like a train, um, proximity of trains, um, because there is a proximity of airports that we disclose in our, our report. We'll let you know if you're within, you know, two miles of a, a private, you know, local airport, because obviously that makes like a lot of noise with light patterns and things like that. So, um. Someone today called me about freeway, like dust oh. that comes off the freeway. Do we disclose that? And I'm like, yeah, no. No. Now, Lori's or, vacation home in so, Hawaii, what about a volcano? <laughs> right. <laughs> Only I had a vacation <laughs> home in oh. Hawaii. Let's work on that. We, California is the only state that requires this report. Um, so I think we have a lot of lawyers in California. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I know we do. We... Nobody else discloses this. I mean, I've got people from that moved to Arizona asking for an NHD report. I'm like, you don't need one. No. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sure Hawaii has their own agenda for volcanoes. So okay. <laughs> yes, we have a volcano in our backyard, so therefore we're going to disclose yes. that. I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, just just wondering though, because I could see some people out there thinking like, after the fact, oh, we get attacked by termites or bees or whatever. Coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you do. I see um, a lot of like where these bees kind of swarm in for the day and kind of hover in these trees in a person's backyard, and then usually within a couple of days they leave. So. Um, definitely can see, you know, how someone would question that. Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, not a natural hazard. Mm. Just like today, when they're talking about, do we disclose the dust and dirt that comes off of freeways that flows into the air and ends up in person's house? Like, how, how do we disclose that? You know? Nope. Mm. So, mm. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much. But before we say goodbye... Could you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and with First American NHD? Absolutely. Um, you feel free to call me at 661-755-5965. Um, you can reach First American at on our website, www.fanhd.com. Um, my email is C, my last name, Braun, B-R-A-U-N, at firstam.com. A is an apple, M is in there. Perfect. Mm 
more than happy to help. Even if you have a client that has questions, I'm more than happy to help. Um, even if a particular report you're looking at is another company, again, call me. That's what I'm here for, to help. We appreciate so much you taking the time out of your day to be with us. It's always a pleasure to visit with you, and thanks again. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate that. You bet. And a heartfelt thanks to each of you for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. In today's show, we've had the pleasure of connecting you with Carolyn Braun from First American NHD. She's generously shared her extensive knowledge about natural hazard disclosures and provided us with valuable insights. Remember, if there are details of today's topic you'd like to revisit or you know someone who would enjoy this information and couldn't tune in this hour, we've got three ways you can access the show. You can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or you can hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. Or you can access this show on our website at themccartygroup.com where you can listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. I'm gonna make this place yours